Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Steve Rowe is from the Australian band Mortification. About 20 years ago, his doctors gave him two hours to live, but he's still around. And I found out that he's living just 15 minutes away from me. So I popped over there and had a chat with him over a coffee about his incredible story. I was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukaemia in September 96. I had a bone marrow transplant in February 1997 and I was that was more hell you can even believe physical wise and four months later i got a secondary cancer um, in the spine which was brain fluid cancer mm-hmm. and they said i needed to go back on chemotherapy in my spine i said no i'm not having any more chemotherapy because it was just so oh, no i would go through it again well yeah. i'd been through such having a bone marrow transplant yeah, is right. beyond what any description really well i have to give you full body radiation for three days and three days of chemotherapy which blanks your blood and then you get the transplant and you regrow a bloodstream so having a body with no blood in it is about as painful as you can and so you have to regrow i used to be a positive and i got the um stem cells from my father who was o positive so now my blood is o positive so i walked away because i said look i'm not having any more chemo i have no fear of living or dying because i'm a christian right and they said, you'll be dead in two weeks. Two weeks later, I was given two hours. They, they told my wife and family um, to come and gather around. I had a couple of hours because um, I, but I wasn't conscious. I hadn't been conscious for a couple of days before that. So they said, you've got two hours to go. Yeah, and that'll be it. So what happened? Well, I mean, I was still alive the next day. So the church we were a part of decided to get involved. We had four nurses in the church who came one night in four with some guys from the church who would, would pray in the lounge room. And um, the, uh, one of the nurses would look, up, look after me. My, my wife could have a rest for the night. And then, um, you know, the ministers and pastors would come in and they'd force-feed me bananas and drink. Because I was, all I was on was a drip. Because they were just making me comfortable to die. Yeah, right. Even within the weeks after that. So how long did that go on for until you started to improve? Well, I mean, it was it, it took about you know three months for me to come to because they replaced morphine with an amnesic drug, so that I could actually stay in a peaceful state mm-hmm. and let my body recover. Yeah. And so they agreed to that, even though they still believed I was going to die. Mm-hmm. And then three months later, I sort of woke up. Um, they slowly took me off the amnesic drug. And I got back into life and recorded an, another album. <laughs> you just got up and said, I'm going well, to Well, yeah, <laughs> I'd been, but it was interesting. I, I wrote a lot of the album we recorded in early 1998. I wrote it when I was unconscious. Really? So the whole process of the artistic mind and with the Christian message never went away. So a lot of that album was written. I can't remember writing it or recording it in early 1998. And then... Um, in uh, April 1998, I got the spinal fluid cancer again. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that I was just coming off addiction to morphine and pethidine, which is, of course, hospital-grade heroin. Hard to come off, but I was actually masking. It was masking um, the same cancer again. Okay. And um, so I ended up in hospital again, giving, given two hours to live. And um, they drilled a hole in my head. I got a big hole in the front of my head and they released the pressure. And um, again, my body hung on, but I, that was the time that when I woke up from then on, uh, when I woke up, I couldn't feel anything from the knees down, so I was an L1 paraplegic, so I had to go through physio and 
learn how to walk again. Okay. So I'd gone from 67 kilos to 41 kilos wow. by April 98. That was within that period from September 96 to April 98. Was there any time you were saying to God, why, why? No, I never asked why. why? I was just like, you know, I was thinking, well, it actually didn't surprise me. I had um, a lot of curses from people in um, the underground playing heavy metal music and heavy rock music. There's a lot of occultic people involved in that music and didn't like the fact that we were quite a very successful and influential heavy metal band. Yeah, so the underground occult movement, a lot of people were were cursed with cancer and a lot of people got it and a lot of people died. Anyone who was slightly connected to the Christian faith. Really? So it's been one of those battles and surviving it and recording more albums and even with paraplegia, you know, I'm still being able to tour, but I don't tour overseas much more anymore, but still the impact is big enough for us to have a worldwide impact just by recording albums here. That's amazing. And the album that we recorded that year called Triumph of Mercy, I'd sent to a big American independent record label called Metal Blade Records, which is the biggest heavy metal label in America, the independent and independent label with major distribution. Yeah. And they said, we want to release your new album. We want to sign you for three albums. Wow. And I said, no problems. And they said, when can you tour America? And I, just off the top of my head, I was in a wheelchair and couldn't walk. <laughs> I said, we could be there in August. And this was in, you know, in late April. So I had a, I had a back um, ground in track and field and state level middle distance running. So I knew how to train. So I just pushed my body as hard as I could until I walked. And then, I mean, I was, I've walked on a cane since. Went over to America and, um, you know, propped on a stool and played. And wow, that's amazing. Just talking to you, you seem completely unfazed by it all. Well, I think that you've you got see. to find contentment in what you can and can't do. Like, if I concentrated on what I can't do, yeah. I'd get very frustrated very quickly. I'd love to go and, you know, tour and perform for yeah. all of the supporters around the world. But yeah. I think the fact that we've recorded so much and we have toured so much, so it's the young fans that have missed out on us. Just to wrap up, do you ever wonder why you went through this it's made me a better human being it's made me a stronger born again christian it's much easier being a man of god with a disability than it is being a man of god without a disability that's steve Rowe. he's lead singer and bass player of mortification and you can get more details on his internet channel one row vision his book is called metal missionary this is light and life to contact us go to salvos.org.au radio